Higher Inner Power, a reflection of true hip-hop culture, a study of hip-hop, and an execution of sticking to the roots while also propelling everything forward. Welcome to another episode of Higher Inner Power. I'm your host, Ty Frazier, aka Supernova. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. Hope y'all are having a beautiful day as well, beautiful week so far. You know, I'm blessed to be alive, blessed for y'all to be listening. Really, uh, this podcast is about my love of hip-hop, my love of music, and uh, just bringing people on who share that love. Today, I actually have a very special guest, my homie Joshua, aka Drywall Artist, will be joining me. He's a connoisseur of hip-hop and a supporter of all local Colorado hip-hop, so I definitely appreciate what he does and just how he shares his love of hip-hop with others, so... Appreciate y'all tuning in. Today, just wanted to, you know, just talk about my love and passion of hip-hop. For me personally, it's what allowed me to become myself, you know? I feel like every person in life needs that, you know, whether it's an outlet to express yourself, some type of art, your career, something on the side, you know, definitely try to find that outlet that allows you to to find balance and to find growth and to find something within your soul that, that speaks to you. You know, to me, that's music and hip-hop and that culture within itself has always allowed me to express myself and gave me what I felt like I needed. You know, I met some amazing friends and built great relationships through the power of music. So I encourage everyone to find that for themselves, whatever whatever it is. But for me, it's definitely hip-hop. And the culture of hip-hop is very opening and very open to all cultures. It's very diverse in many aspects, and I think that's why I gravitated to it so hard, because I saw that uh, no matter who you are, you could be accepted within hip-hop. Even if it is hard for certain cultures, you know, I think hip-hop is, it's something so amazing, so beautiful, and it really changes the world. It really has changed the world. That's how it's become the most influential genre. So, to me, that's beautiful, and I think that's something that we should share with our children, share with each other, because it's such a powerful force, that's why it should be passed along and, you know, shown to the younger generations, so, hip-hop is everything, hip-hop is a culture, it's a lifestyle, it's a music, it's a genre, it encompasses so many different things, and it brings so many people together, that's why it's such an everlasting thing, so, I appreciate y'all tuning in, coming up, we got an interview with my homie Joshua, aka Drywall Artist, he is a hip-hop connoisseur, a supporter of local hip-hop, and an expert in drywall and, you know, repairing houses. So I appreciate the fact that he's coming through today. Definitely means a lot to me, and it means a lot that he supports my music. So he's someone with a great taste in hip-hop, in my opinion. I felt like he would be perfect for the podcast. And just to discuss his love of hip-hop and why he decides to support local hip-hop so lovingly, you know what I mean? So hope you all enjoy the conversation. Here it is. So it was good, man. I appreciate you coming through. If you want to, you know, just introduce yourself for the people, just tell a little bit about who you are and, you know, what you do. Yeah, so uh, my name is Josh, and um, I live here in town. Um, I've lived here, I've lived in Littleton for like 15 years. Nice. I'm from Fort Collins before that, um, and I grew up, kind of grew up in Poudre Canyon. I went to Poudre High School, like north, like <laughs> we called it Hick High. Up there. <laughs> That's um, in Colorado, though? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, just Fort, just north of Fort Collins. Okay. Yeah, so Pooter High School is like the one of the three high schools back. <laughs> That's in the a 90s. funny name too. No, yeah. It's... Well, uh, yeah, it's it's P. I'll, I'll clarify. It's P O U D R E. So it's French for powder. Okay. So it was the French when they were like, 
trailblazing up that area. Like, they would stash their gunpowder, like, in various places along the river so that they could, like, basically get 100, go, you know, go like, 10 miles, and they'd have some more rations and go another 10 miles have some more rations. Oh, man. And that's where they just called it Cash the Powder River. Yeah. So, anyways. I would think the history. maybe had something to do with the snow, too, you know? Yeah. But, no, that's cool, man. Uh, how did uh, how'd you get into hip-hop? Or, you know, like, how did hip-hop, like, affect your life? Uh, so, I got into hip-hop, like, probably when I was probably nine, eight, nine. Nice. It was like the first time. So when I was eight, I was living in Georgia. So to, also I like lived in a bunch of states because my dad was in Border Patrol. So we, like, he would like get promotions and I would freaking move every two years, like most of my childhood. Nice. So I lived in Brunswick, Georgia. And I remember getting my first boom box, right? I don't remember what brand it was, but um, I remember like clearly hearing like michael jackson's man in the mirror and i was just like no way dude this yeah. is crazy like this is awesome and then i i went to a school that was like i was one of like a handful of like white kids it was like predominantly black and like almost every kid had red or black parachute pants matching jacket you know do you know what i'm talking about yeah, like from they were, like, hammer type vinyl. no before that like okay. michael jackson like they were like, okay plasticky vinyl with zippers and mesh pockets everywhere okay. like more pockets than anyone would ever need so like in the 80s yeah yeah, yeah right and michael jackson wore like in thriller video or something like that but, yeah and, and then like everyone had their own cardboard and it was just like fold out cardboard that would it was like a game board but it fold out like i forget nine or twelve pieces and then they'd break dance on it yeah. and they bring it to school dude like break yeah. dance and uh so i was like i was hooked to music at that point um, and then kind of just got into all kinds of stuff. My, between my mom and my dad, who lived separately after they got divorced, they'd like get me into whatever. My mom got me into like Weird Al Yankovic, right? <laughs> I don't know why she thought it'd be good for me, maybe. But my dad got me into, he would like send me like political stuff to kind of, I don't know, get me thinking about stuff, you know? So he'd send me like Midnight Oil, uh, de like Beds Are Burning, you know, they're like a, a political group from Australia. Um, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Like, nice. I mean, if they were like questioning the government and, and singing about it, like he was sending me the albums, you know. That's good. Um, that's really. And then I met this kid. I, I moved to Michigan, Mount Clemens, Michigan, and that's where Kid Rock was from. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know it at the time, that's but funny. I was probably a kid like with him somewhere, you know. We probably <laughs> like were in schools close to each other. But uh, I met this kid who I did like a bicycle paper route with. And he got me into like Run DMC, um, Third Base, uh, Beastie Boys, nice, uh, Cool Modi, like yeah. Fat Boys, the Fat Boys, dude. I love the Fat yeah. Boys growing up. Um, and so yeah, dude, I got into hip hop like really young, and which is crazy because I was like a suburban white kid, but it was like just <laughs> I, I like I was it like pulled at me, you know. It was like yeah. it's the same story with me, man. Yeah. Like I got into hip hop when I was like eight years old, suburban white kid. Uh, right, my homie's brother would listen to Tupac and DMX, and then. I would just kick it with him, and he would just show me all that music. Yeah. So yeah, like those artists and from the '90s are what got me into it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And then so, the mm -hmm. '90s happened, right? So and yeah. then I like got away. I got into like hair metal, you know, Death nice. Leopard, Guns and Roses, stuff like that for a while. Yeah. I like Iron Maiden. Right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, so right. after um, I don't know. So let's see what happened. Oh, so then it's like the '90s, right? So like hair metal's kind of fizzling out. I don't even know what I'm into for a minute, and my buddy turns me on to the goats 
And he was starting to get into 90s hip-hop, right? I like, yeah. didn't jump on right away, but he like put these headphones on. He goes, listen to this. And it was on a disc, man. Um, and it was like Tricks of the Shade. And it started with that bass line, that, you know, that bomb, ba da da And it was, so it was a live hip-hop band. And I was like, dude. And then they started rapping like, they were political raptivists, right? So they started like talking shit about the Bushes and the war and, and Afghanistan or the Middle East, Desert Storm at the time. Um, and I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. This is my jam, dude. This is my jam. Uh, and then, dude, it was just like 92 right then. It was like everything started coming out in 93 and like, um, you know, Souls of Mischief and Farside and Freestyle Fellowship. And, dude, I was just like, I was hooked again. Um, That's awesome. Right? Those are some of my favorite groups for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and then my buddy, like, he just, he turned me on to everything. He would just get everything. So, um, Paris, like, was it the walk with the panther or what was the paris album yeah 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 um, i know he had a lot of conscious hip-hop yeah dude like um yeah it was crazy and then i moved out here in like 1993 and nice. brought that influence with me met up with like a whole new group of people in fort collins um that were also like in well i had a couple dudes that were like also into hip-hop and then then like um uh wu-tang you know, it was like the Wu Tang hit, and all the yeah. all the solo albums were coming out at that time, and it was just like we all bonded over that, dude. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which are uh, what are some of your favorite uh, solo Wu Tang albums? I know dude, since you brought them up. Dude, you know? I went through. I just kind of, I don't know. I took turns liking each one. You know, yeah. like when we were younger, uh, Method Man in high school was the shit, dude. I had a, a friend of mine had a uh, Volkswagen Scirocco. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, an 18-inch woofer in the back of that, dude. And we would go to Taco Bell and, like, just <laughs> shake, dude. And that, like, al- album was so good with some bass. And Method obviously, obviously yeah. smoking weed at lunch and, you know, just getting into trouble. Yeah, man. It was awesome. But then then Old Dirty Bastard, because he was just so crazy. Um, and then it was crazy. But, dude, I, I was <laughs> in my late 30s and hadn't listened to a lot of hip-hop for a long time. I'd kind of just gotten evolved into, like, all this other different music for a long, a bunch of years. Honestly, I got turned on to classic rock because of hip-hop. I realized how many classic rock samples were in hip-hop music, and I, I started going through my dad's record collection. I was like, oh, shit, this is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, or this, you know, and this is, like, I found Lou Reed and found the Beatles and just found all this great music. Um, but anyways, so... Um, yeah, so I was in my late 30s and dude, and got into um, Ghostface Killer, dude. And like all of his Gambino stuff, and like, um, yeah. dude, his stuff is just off the hook. Oh, I love him, yeah, man. Love and him the too. Supreme Clientele, that album yeah. is amazing, too. And yeah. uh, Iron Man, that one was dope, too. Yeah, 12 Reasons to Die. Have you yeah, yeah I have that one. Oh, fuck, that album is so the first one. dope, dude. Yes. Yeah, that's some good shit. Yeah, dude, he's dope. Even the one he did with Apollo Brown, or I think Apollo yeah, Brown the, remixed the that. Dirty, the Dirty Mix, the yeah. Dirty Tapes. Yeah. I love Apollo I, I Brown, too. I vinyl, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. No nah, man, there's so much good hip hop, and that, that's so cool that uh, it just affects you like that. Like it's it breaks boundaries, you know. Like I think even in other countries, like you see people yeah. going to concerts where they don't even speak the language, but they're like rapping yeah. the lyrics. Yeah, Farside toured here, yeah. and I don't think they sold out a bunch of shows. I don't even think they sold out at your mom's house. It wasn't even that busy of a show. Yeah. 
But they just toured Europe and they sold out every single show. That's what all the old every school hip hop artists say. They say that Europe has the best market right. for yeah. that, you know? Right. So I yeah, won't. if I was an old, if I was a '90s dude, I'd be there for sure because you're gonna yeah. make great money, have the experiences. I know it's like yeah. it takes a toll. It's tiring. I'm for sure. sure. Even right. the music I make, though, I would love to. Tour but to in feel Europe. so appreciated, you yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes here, I feel almost bad for some of the artists because I'm like, come on, dude, yeah. put your hands up, like get into for it. Local like, artists, I know that feeling. Right. I've seen that. You yeah. Know, I like I don't know I I grew up at, in Fort Collins it was like I don't know you didn't want to be dorky right or yeah. right it was like you know, like everyone had to be cool yeah. and look cool and then I, I dude as I got older I realized fuck that dude the show we bring the energy to the artist and like yeah. I I've seen artists walk off the stage and just be like fuck you guys like you're not even yeah. worth it you know what I mean like That's and true. I. I want I want them to feel appreciated even if there's only six people in the club, you know. Exactly. When they come here, if I buy the ticket, dude. Nah, for I'm sure. I appreciate that, man, and yeah. I appreciate you coming to my shows and supporting local hip hop too. What do you What do you think makes you uh, support hip hop that way? You know. Um, I don't know. I think, dude. I think I raised five kids, mm-hmm. and I think there's a little bit of me that is like transitioning from like father. Like I'm always gonna be a father, right? But like. Yeah. I, I like need something else. So hip hop has kind of like started to merge into, I don't know, a part of my life. So I think that That's like awesome. part of me wants to see you guys succeed. I appreciate um, that. And part of me like really, I I don't I don't envy you. I'm like super proud of like all the artists in Denver. Like to see yeah. how hard everyone works. You know, artists get a bad rap for being kind of lazy. You know, yeah. <laughs> but like I see these people. You know, working multiple jobs and like staying up late at night. Dude, like I can't. I couldn't like <clears throat> stay at a show and get home at two and then go to work at six o'clock or seven o'clock the next morning. And I see these guys do it, and I'm like, "Damn, dude, that's commendable." And like, I don't know, I want to support that. I respect uh, that for real. So, and and the other thing is that like the, the commercialism. I'm like super over commercialism and like brand names and all that shit. Like, I, I want stuff that lasts, right? Yeah. But like, if I'm gonna if I need a T-shirt, I'm gonna buy it from Elvis Sensei. You know, because that's what he does, dude. He just, like, puts his heart and soul into, like, more, and, like selling his merch, dude. And, like, that's his job. His merch is dope, right? too. Or, I'd, like, I don't know. There's all kinds of guys I'd support. But, like, yeah, I'd, I'd say the last ten shirts I bought. My last shirt I bought was DJ Cost, Colorado versus Everybody. Nice. You know, and so it's, like, I'd rather spend 25 bucks with DJ Cost or some local dope. guy and yeah. help his, you know, cause. So. I need to get some more merch, too. I'll let you up. But yeah, DJ Cos, man, I've known him for a long time too. Shout out to him. Like he, uh, he's one of the first people who got my music on the radio. So. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah cool. I don't know much about him. I just I met yeah. him briefly in a parking lot and <laughs> got a shirt from him. So. Yeah, I know he DJs for a lot of the local artists too. And like yeah. I said, he plays music on the radio. So nice. no, that's that's good. Always respect the DJs who do that. You know. Yeah. So what radio? Is um, he like a... He's at, he's at the Denver Open Media now. Okay. I think. Right. But uh, before that, he had a podcast, and uh, I think he he would just go to different radio stations i think nice but yeah yeah he was one of the first people i think i got on a podcast with so yeah, it's funny that bringing up those people you just mention them randomly i'm like oh i go back with that yeah. person well and i figured i figure there's like yeah. I, I can tell that there's some roots here for sure no, for and sure. i can tell it's been like blo- like blooming and growing and like for real you know what i mean like i, I got in like kind of route when covid like the end of covid so yeah. it was like i and then the scene like someone said the scene kind of dwindled down a little bit you know, it's like everyone kind yeah. of crawled into their, their little holes and 
and just hunkered down and then all of a sudden like everyone started coming out and I'm like oh who's this who's this who's this <laughs> like, oh yeah this is though you know and I was like dude this is crazy dude like that's awesome yeah I think it's amazing yeah and I'm getting stoked I do have so many tickets but I like your Devin the Dude show coming up is pretty exciting yeah I'm excited for that's that awesome. man Devin the Dude's yeah. a super cool dude man he's one of the realest art most humble artists I've met you know what I'm saying yeah who's like a bigger artist that I listened to growing up so right. I was like that, that was cool that's and awesome. just to tell him like Hey man, like one of his songs, like hey, I appreciate you making that song because it was for for real artists, underground artists. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? So it's cool to have that moment. You yeah, know, I don't yeah. know how they, they they might be kind of awkward about it, but yeah. I just like to tell that to him. Like I'm hey, sure, I appreciate no. you for making that song. You know, I think a lot of them are awkward because I think a lot of artists are kind of introverted. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think they probably like maybe embarrasses them a little bit to hear praise. But, exactly. But, yeah. but if you mean it, you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Yeah. For sure, I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah, because even you, like, I see that you, you'll, like, get, when you meet some of those artists, like, you'll have an album, and they, you know, they usually sign it for you. You have, yeah. like, a whole wall of them. Right? I do, yeah, like, I do. I that's like dope. A, I know. That's my, uh, yeah, in case shit hits the fan, I gotta sell something. It's my, <laughs> it's my retirement plan. <laughs> I don't know if I could get rid of them, but I, yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know, it started with the Far Side. Yeah. I took two records to the Far Side show, and then they hung that's out, awesome. and they all hung out and signed records, and, like, it was crazy cool. It's, it's it was just like, like so, the Slum Village, too. That was really cool, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then Bar Red. Um, shout out to Bar Red, dude. Yeah. One of the coolest bars in Denver. Yeah. But, dude, they have, like, great, like, um, gem showcases where they do, like, poetry readings, and um, I don't know. I like those guys a lot. But, yeah, dude. I've seen like five shows there, and they just have they have two more coming up in May, and it's nice. crazy. Yeah, Cannibal Ox. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, their they're music. Coming. They're dope. Yeah, and then Elda Sensei and Sadat X at the same time, nice. playing together as XL. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gonna be sweet. Yeah, shout out to them, man. Elda Sensei, I sent him some beats too. I'm trying to get a track with him for sure. You know, that'd be awesome. Down, yeah, so he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I like that he's humble and real about it. You know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they just, they just work, dude. It's not, like to the, to him, it seems like it's not really about making it. It's just about living it. Yeah. Like it's like you know what I mean. It's like he's, he doesn't have like an that. end game. He's just like this is what I do. Yeah. You know, it's like a, this is me. Period. I think that separates the real hip hop artists from the ones who are just like about the fame or whatever. You know, yeah. you can tell those these dudes live it. Like you said, they don't care about yeah, all the extra yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what are some of your favorite uh, artists and albums that help you get through the day, or that uh, you know that just help you in life in general? You know. Oh, so like all-time favorites. Yeah. Um, it's genre bending, but hip hop would be like the Goats, which was like political raptivist from uh, Philly, uh, and they had two albums, and they didn't really go anywhere. Kind of disbanded, but they're like, like it's just one of those that I always go back to. Yeah, yeah, I know um, you sent me either those. one of the far sides, the first two far yeah. sides. Um, Cypress Hill, either the first one or the second one, Classic. or Temples of Boom. Like the first yes. three were probably my favorite. All those. Um, yeah, one I sent you above the law, Black Mafia Life. Yeah, like that's kind of a hard one to find, but that's one of my favorites. I like Uncle Sam's Curse too. By yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's more for sure, um, but then. Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan's first album, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, is okay. like, I've probably fucking worn out two CDs. <laughs> I listened to it to death. That was one of my favorites. That's great. Um, <clears throat> I listened to, I don't know, there's a Grateful Dead bootleg um, from Harper College. It's like 19, 
77 or something like that that I go back to all the time. Like, there's like a part, they do like a, an electric set and an acoustic set. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like, Jerry breaks a string but like finishes the like 12 minute song, like, without playing that note anymore and like finds elsewhere to play it on the fretboard. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this is insane. Um, Neil Young is also another big favorite. So, like, Neil Young Decade, honestly, is a great album because there's just like so many jams on it. But, like, Cowgirls in the Sand and Down by the River. Um, yeah, jazz, like, uh, John Coltrane's Love Supreme. Oh, yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, dude. I could just go back to that one. There's another one, actually, that I love equally, but it's, um, it's Carlos Santana and John McLaughlin covering Love Supreme. Wow. And it's insane, dude. Like, it's, I need to like, hear the that. best. Oh, yeah, I'll send you a copy, but it's, like, yeah. insane guitar. Um, Zeppelin, Beatles, like all the classic rock, I'll go back to CCR. Yeah, um, Pink Floyd. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Yeah, I, those are kind of, those just always come up. Like, I got into that when I was like 16, 17, 18, and just like that turned into blues and like diving down that rabbit hole. And then blue, and then I, when I worked at Mish, bluegrass was like a really big deal there. So I saw like tons of bluegrass and kind of fell in love with that genre for a while. That's cool. Um, then I fell in love with like indie for a while, you know, all the like the 2000s bands, um, Modest Mouse and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of an addict, you know, so <laughs> music like I'm constantly looking for the next new thing, the, ne- the next thing that's going to trip me up. I was going to talk about some of these rap albums that I've listened to like recently and got into, but Just P. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard that, but Black Canvas was the name of the album. <clears throat> and then uh, producer Wolfman Jekyll, producer uh, Lorne, have you heard of him? Oh, yeah, from, yeah, from it, Mar- it's like from Marlowe. L and it has like a, a comma. Pro- yeah, L, it's like Low Orange. Low Orange, yeah, 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 I've heard so of him. So he's dope, I think he's from like North Carolina. Okay. And then the rapper, I forget his name, is from Seattle maybe. And they oh, on his beats. came together, yeah, and they're mm-hmm. Marlowe and they're together. Um, he's dope, yeah, his beats are dope. See what else have I been listening to? A lot of Marvin Gaye. It's not really hip hop. Oh, Napoleon de Legend. Have you heard of him? Mm -mm. He's like he raps in both English and French, and he's insane. His content is really good. He just came out with this uh, a song called Wu Masters, and they like take all these samples from all these Wu Tang albums and like put them all through the song. That's sick. It's like that's crazy. At the radio station yesterday, someone was talking about French rap, so I was like, I'm gonna hear some French rap. Oh really? That sounds that sounds like a great way. Nice dude. I'll send you some of his stuff too. He's he's kind of like all a lot of songs about like eating organic, eating healthy, like um, just like a real dude. No, I respect that. Two albums. Uh, Larry June and the Alchemist. Have you yes. heard of uh, the Great Escape? Yes. Like all, yes. it's like I've been listening to that. All actually. rappers, all the rappers are yeah, talking. Yeah. You know, when all the rappers are talking about it, that's yeah. when I like check it out because yeah. like, they know what they're talking. And that's about. who Alchemist and Larry June are. They're like the rappers, rapper and producers, right. producer. You yeah. Know? And then Sky Zoo's album. Yep. Sky yes. Zoo's dope. What's the album? The album about uh, snow. Uh, what's it called? Snowfall. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? He like did a, a concept a, album about the about show. About that show. And it's like it's insane, dude. It's like there's like 
double and triple entendres like j cole like just like yeah. it's just like what what did you just do like that's <laughs> lyrically like genius man even yeah. j cole's feature on that benny the butcher song i don't know if you heard that but that was super dope i haven't i don't know if i have yeah yeah, yeah. i'll have to send it to you it's pretty dope man i'd be mad if he sent me that i'd be like god damn this fool murdered it so bad right. i can't use this he's like I, I have to redo my shit i love that i love yeah. it i love it when someone does it better and then <laughs> the original artist is like you can that's it exactly you own that it. yeah that. like dj Dan Danger Mouse when he mixed uh, yeah. the gray album and the or the white album and the black album. That was dope. Yeah. He called it the gray album. Yeah. yeah. Jay Z was like, "That's yours, dude. You you made it." He got sued yeah. for that shit. Too. Did he get sued? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, the Beatles. He used I thought the he was gonna let. Oh, by the Beatles. Yeah. And that was Michael actually Jack. one of the first albums that was on like LimeWire. It was, it was, there was a big thing about okay, it on Napster right. and stuff. The gray album. You know? Yeah. So Jay Z yeah. let him go. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Beatles were like, nah. Yeah, whoever owns the Beatles. Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Michael he Jackson. did own that, right? Yeah. I, he was trying to get that money. Oh, have you heard the story about that? I guess Paul McCartney in some studio session was like, yeah, you know, like the the way you make money, you just buy people's publishing. And Michael Jackson said to him, like, I'm bu- I'm going to buy yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least he kept it real. But right? goddamn, that's gangster. Who knew yeah. Michael Jackson was gangster like that? But his music is amazing. That's crazy, though. He straight up bought his fucking publishing. That's crazy, dude. That's why you can't sell your publishing. You gotta own it. Register your own music. You know, yeah. ASCAP, BMI, whatever. whatever. Yeah. I appreciate you coming through, though, man. It was good chopping it up. And I think yeah, we got got some good conversations about music. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. Glad, glad to be here, dude. It was fun. Yeah, for real. Should do some more. Oh, yeah. to the pod that was my conversation with drywall artists appreciate y'all tuning in appreciate him coming through the studio today is april 6 2023 today in hip-hop history Nas released his album i am in the year 1999 although it's not rated as one of his top albums it actually has two of my favorite Nas tracks of all time new york state of mind part two and Nas's like both produced by the legendary dj premier actually have his autograph right here. He's the only person I've ever got an autograph from. So shout out to DJ Premier. Literally one of the greatest producers of all time. One of the people who inspired me to make beats and inspired me to get into hip hop. You know, so shout out to him. Like I said, he's super influential in the East Coast boom bap sound. He's damn near the architect of that sound. So definitely re- do your research. Listen to some Gangstar. Listen to any song DJ Premier produced, honestly. Most of the time, it's going to be that fire. So, no, nah, shout out to Nas. You know, I always like to give a little bit of hip-hop history or what happened today in hip-hop on my show. So, appreciate y'all tuning in, you know what I mean? Next up, we got a lot of great artists coming through. You know, if you're an artist, MC, producer, you got anything to do with hip-hop, you're connected to me in any way, hit me up. Get on, get on the podcast. Let's sit down and have a conversation. Have a real-ass vibe. Have a real time. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners. Once again, this is Higher Inner Power with Ty Frazier. Hope you all have a blessed evening, blessed day, blessed weekend. Peace.
Thank you.